Hello. Welcome back. It's episode 11. I'm here with my colleague and co-host, as always, Mr. Mims. How are you doing today, Mims? What's up? What's up? All right. And today we are dropping it a day late as the time change has everybody fucked up, everybody and their mama. And that's okay because we're real people. You guys are real people. And schedules are lame. So if we drop a day late because we're tired one day, we want to give you guys a better podcast. Drop it a day later. Like, you guys don't can't. want us to have no energy out here giving you you – you guys want 110% of us, not exactly. 60%. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm still kicking it. I, I feel I feel up to a good a good – a good discussion with my friend Mims here. So I, so here I am. I've brought myself in a, yeah, yeah. So, um, let's get started. Uh, Odell Beckham is pondering between two teams. Reports are saying, uh, and those two teams are my team and old Mims over here's team. The Saints. Yeah, it's not really not very ideal. It's not very ideal for the uh, chemistry of the podcast, but <laughs> we I think I think the show will go he fits, on. And- he fits for both teams. So either way, I can understand either side. But obviously, I have my uh, my loyalties and my bias in the uh, in the matter. But that's not the point. Yeah, Point no. is, we almost beat Alabama last weekend. Did you see that, Grant? We really almost did it. Yeah. Almost, In reality, almost, if you watched man. it, we were the better fucking team, to be 100% yeah. honest. Unlike had, your team almost beating a team better than yours, my team did beat a team better than us in the South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> Took down Florida. Out of nowhere, for no reason. We don't have anything to gain for it, but our la- our uh, pleasure and their demise. But here we are. Shane Beamer getting a first big victory as a head coach. At our head coach, any head coach. It's what a time to be alive. How do you feel about yeah. the... Uh, 76ers in there. Their state. Um, well, Joel having COVID is like, you know, sick, obviously. Not really, clearly. But we are not playing our best. Or what's a night? We just didn't play our best ball. We were undermanned. Uh, Andre Drummond had 14 points and 25, bo- <clears throat> excuse me, 14 points and 25 boards. Um, that's awesome. But I just we're not going to win games. So Joel's back. That's the heart and soul of this team. Uh, Daryl Moore needs to stop being a goddamn fool and asking for a king's ransom for Ben Simmons. Like, let me be a hundred percent honest. There is a world where a trade for Ben Simmons that involves Jalen Brown going to the Sixers happens, and that no. is true. No, no like I, you're no, telling me it's not. not impossible. It's not. Yes, impossible. it is. Yes. It no, is. it's not. We couldn't get Tatum. We could definitely get Brown. Y'all need a facilitator so bad. No. 
You're not getting yeah. Jalen Brown. You can keep saying that, but you and I both know realistically that that's a possibility. I really don't believe that's a possibility. After what I read today, there's nothing like – Yeah, because we were asking for Smart Williams a first for fucking Ben Simmons and Danny Green. Like, no shit. You so, what, what, what makes you believe that your general because manager is going to magically come to – reason at, and even asking for Browns. I didn't say it was this world I said there is a world well it's not in our galaxy it's possible but it probably won't happen but like I said it's very I need him to get his head out of his ass and start being reasonable with teams with that yeah that, like starting I, it's starting I, to get old I it was funny in the summer when I was just like yeah like fuck it like just to kind of get teams like interested but now he's just being a jackass I'm yeah because like, like yeah because like you're pl- like I mean, the season's here. We're like, like a twelve games in now, like around that mark. And um, I don't know. There's only eighty-two in the season, you know. Like, you you got it. If he if he's not he's not playing, so like that's what I'm saying. Anything back now at this point is something because he's just there's no production because he's literally like you said he's not playing basketball. Yeah. And like he wants out, he's being a baby about it. Like it, it just needs to happen. And like I don't know what in his right mind thinks that he can. He even ha- he even has the balls to call and like talk to these teams like this. Like asking for De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hield, two first, like just ridiculous packages for a guy who, I mean, has a lot to prove. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about him playing defense, but, like, in today's game, that will only get you so far. And, like, he's, he's a not, good player, not a great player, but he – Yeah, yeah, he's not worth what he's what, what they're trying to get for him. And you like, know that, and I know if, you know that. Exactly. Let me put it this way. Hypothetically, if Daryl Morey approaches – and I'm just saying Jalen Brown because that's just the topic of the day, and that's what he was saying. And obviously Sixers fans would be besides themselves, beside no matter what they say right now, we would love Jalen Brown because I know Sixers fans are hard headed and he's a Celtic player. They won't keep dreaming. But like I said, if we would have been realistic and be like, hey, we'll give you Ben Simmons and Matisse. Like would you like Matisse would definitely help y'all because y'all get defense back. Y'all get Ben Simmons to facilitate. Y'all just lock up on defense and commit to Jason Tatum being your score, which is fine. Y'all be really fucking deep on defense, like really good on defense. And we would get a perimeter score back just for Jalen Brown straight up. I think that yeah, would at least that would, ha- that would at happen. least keep that's what, that would at least keep the Celtics on the phone. Like something would get worked out possibly. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. It's all up speculation, but it's just very interesting. But we've been playing good ball. We're eight and three. We've got the second highest win percentage in the NBA right now. So I'm not stressing. It just sucks knowing that Joel is probably going to be out for the next like six games. <laughs> And this team goes as Joel goes. Or like that that goes without saying. Uh, the Saints choked. Well, I won't say the Saints choked. You lost they to the blew. Falcons. Yeah, but like <laughs> I, I won't say choked. We fucked. We sucked. Like we it, didn't play. I mean, good. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you lost. It just, it's our backup quarterback. It's the you Falcons. know what I'm saying? Our third string, really. So, you know. That is um, fair. God, I hope that so. That is fair. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, still. The fact we came back and then they went down and got that field goal kind of sucks. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> came I was back like from such a really big, yeah, like they, 
you you guys kind of ruined what we had going here. Thanks a lot. They ruined it. No, the Saints ruined it. The Aints. Is Carmelo Anthony just like the best player on the Lakers? Like I swear, I've been looking all year. Like he's just been hooping. Like I every mean, single time. Alex Caruso is on the Lakers, so I guess so. Exactly. This is a fair question to ask. <laughs> Maybe Avery Bradley. I don't think he's on the Lakers anymore. No, he is. He's he's getting minutes for the Lakers, bro. Is he really? Yeah. Malik Monk had a half court shot early. Sorry, I'm just looking at the highlights from the game. Yeah. Being as to been, I like they play in the Hornets. So being, or you know, just since I've been to so many fucking Hornets games, kind of have a little bit of it's still going on right now. It's a nine point game. Carmelo Anthony is 26 points. So does AD. All right, let's talk about some football. <laughs> Got you. Sorry, that was a sidetrack. Yeah, my bad. All right, uh, let's talk about. Well, let me let me let me get my Patriots. Let me yeah, talk my say, shit. Let me talk my shit. Let me talk my shit. Sam Darnold fucking sucks. I've tried to tell you, stupid Panther fans, at the beginning of the season, before the season even fucking started, all of you people were screaming, "Oh, the Panthers are back! We got Sam Darnold. That's an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater." Disrespectful as hell. Yeah, Teddy B's a legend. You Carolina Panther fans have gotten under my skin. First of all, you slandered Teddy Bridgewater. Look at him now. Five and four in Denver. Making you fools. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just a bit. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater on this Carolina team this year is probably five and four. I'm just going to say it. At least I'm, like 500. Well, I don't know. Was it week 10? Maybe it's not. He beats way, the Giants. He, put, he yeah. keeps them in the game with the Giants. He doesn't lose to the Eagles. Like, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, all that Teddy Bridgewater slander had me hot. And then the audacity of these people to act like Sam fucking Darnold is the answer to all their problems. Like, were we not watching the same Sam Darnold in New York? And their excuse to Sam Darnold playing shitty in New York was, he's in New York. Are you, you got to give me something better than that. Like, the location, like, just because he's on a specific franchise means that we're watching what's his name? Mike Mark Mike White. Mike White is out there balling yeah. setting NFL yeah. records in New York. Yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like it's not like and if you were gonna make that argument, you'd say the same thing about any Jaguars quarterback, any uh Bengals quarterback Bengals, that's ever played. Yeah. The Browns, like say what you about Baker. <laughs> literally, like that's the mindset these fucking imbeciles had. And Look at him. Look at him fucking playing football out there like a fool. Three touchdowns, a hundred set or no, excuse me, three touchdowns. Fucking comical. Three interceptions. <laughs> excuse me. Zero touchdowns and 172 yards. He, I, I mean, the dude is terrible. I, he had a strict. We he had a strict for a little bit there. He was flourishing in his new system, but like. He's getting figured. Like he, he's just not. He's not it, bro. And I'm. I mean, Panther fans are admitting it now. And I just wanted to. Just wanted to talk my shit. We embarrass you, fuckers. You guys suck. 
We didn't even play a good game on offense at all. We looked pretty bad. Like, that was not a fun game for me to watch. But defensively, I mean, you couldn't make it easier for us. Like, thank you. I really needed that. It was a breath of fresh air. Put us over 500. People are talking about we might uh, win the AFC East. And now my claims at the beginning of the season don't look as crazy. So thanks, Panther fans, for being so fucking terrible. <laughs> Appreciate that. Now that Can't I got that off shit. my chest, I, I hate Panther fans. Like I, they're, they're they're the worst. They don't know football. They don't know football. All right. Yeah, they can. There's they're something else, but we just live in Carolina. That's the that's the difference. They're reasonable Panthers fans. No, on Twitter, they're 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 terrible. I see them all over the place. This is to true. To be fair, I mean, my timeline is a good bit of NFL, NBA, Twitter, so more than the average Joe. So. Maybe it's just the Panther fans I see on the the interwebs. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. It's not, it's not even anybody I know. Like, I, I mean, all the Panther fans I know are like they're not even really diehard fans. They're pretty like casual fans. There's a couple, but not really many. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, uh, we had a crazy fucking NFL week though. Uh. A lot of unexpected wins. Uh, the biggest one being the Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the NFL, beating the literal Vegas odds Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills, nine to six. What a game! <laughs> Without Trevor Lawrence, mind you. Well, I mean, he went he, out in like the second quarter. Twenty six attempts. He got his I mean, time. No, he had 15 attempts is what I saw. Did he come back? Right I saw him. Now. Yeah, he must have came back. I was about to say, I saw he went out and he was like 11 for 15 to start. Okay, that makes sense. Nonetheless, not-, not, a touch, not a single touchdown was scored, so that doesn't fucking matter. Uh, the Bills. LSU Bama 2011, 9 to 6 football. Yeah, 6 to 9. Nice. Uh yeah, uh, I think Josh Allen – I mean, I tried to tell everybody this, too. Josh, I mean, Lamar Jackson is better than Josh Allen. Yeah, I, mean, I thought – Josh uh, Allen has been getting far too much praise for playing on a good football team. I think that's being shown now that he's not as good as, like, we all – or not we, because I didn't think so, but you all thought he might yeah. be – to be fair, he did look pretty good. I mean, the kid, the guy's got a rocket arm. Throw the ball this 100 yards, but, like, I mean, that doesn't make him a great decision maker. I say so could Jamarcus Russell. He could throw the ball yeah, 70 yards. exactly. Like, <laughs> saw how well that fucking turned out. Yeah, I mean, God on, bless 40, on 47 attempts against the Jaguars, you can't throw two interceptions, and you have to throw a touchdown. And Josh Allen – couldn't manage to do either one of those things. So, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Maybe the Bills aren't – I mean, I see, this is why I like the NFL better than college memes. There's no clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. You, you were sitting over here trying to tell me the Bucks, Like, I don't know – or the Rams. I, I don't know that to be true at all, memes. I don't think there's – uh, there's they're in a tier there uh, as far as how they look on the field compared to everybody else. Even though they got the <laughs> doors blown off on the Titans, but that's just like odd coincidence. The Bucks to me, like 
that they're they look like far away the two best teams. Cowboys got their doors blown off by Denver. Nobody has looked consistent enough for me to say. Hold like, on. Okay, works. Sorry, I didn't know if my mic was working or not. Like I don't know how you could say the Bucks are the favorites when they go and lose to a depleted Saints team and their other only other losses against the Rams, to be fair, on the road. But I mean, even maybe, I mean, last year though, we were had we can I mean we beat the Bucks twice handedly in the regular season and they went on to win the Super Bowl pretty convincingly. So uh, it's not to say, I mean, I don't know if, if Sean Payton just has them figured out regularly. I mean, God damn it. I still believe we would have beat him in the regular or the postseason if Jared Cook didn't fumble, but we're not going to talk about that. Go Cox. Yeah. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. Doing the people's work. I think find it very funny that he was not on the team the following season. Yeah. He's, he is an old, old guy, but, um, I don't even know how we got here from Bills Jaguars. Um, we're talking about Super Bowl favorites. No, uh, yeah, because you the Bills were the Super Bowl favorites. Um, yeah, the I mean, Rams lost the, too. I think that was. I mean, we briefly. Let me look at who the Super Bowl odds have right now. Yeah, but Matt Stafford underwhelming game from you, buddy. Didn't like to see that. My dark horse MVP pick right there. Um, the Dolphins beat the Texans. It's tragic. Another surprising game that I don't think anybody saw really saw coming. The Bengals getting their doors blown off by the Browns at home. With all this tension oh, yeah. going on in the Browns locker room and whatnot, they decided to. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. They said just blow the doors off the Bengals. is pretty fucking awesome. Nah, it was not great. Uh, Browns fans also need to calm down and stop tripping on Odell. Like, Odell isn't better. Like, wouldn't be – isn't the best receiver on your team. I don't know what his deal is with fucking – or was the best receiver on your, on your team. Uh, besides the last two seasons in the year he got hurt, he had 1,000 yards. Every year, so maybe it's Baker Mayfield, maybe it's not him. I don't know, but that's not my point. I'm kind of just sour about that because I'm an LSU homer. I mean, but to be fair, I mean, like I don't understand how, like I've I've seen some Browns fans talk about Baker plays better with Odell off the field. I just don't know how that makes sense. I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like you can you can throw numbers in my face, but that doesn't make it make sense. About to like, say like who's be- like name a receiver on your team that's better than Odell Beckham? Like you you really can't. Like I love Jarvis Landry. He's fucking not. <laughs> what? I just don't under. Like, I I just don't get how you can say that. Oh, he's a better quarterback when the best receiver on the team is not on the field. I'm like, then you should probably get a new quarterback, right? Yeah. Because, like, if you if you know this receiver has a solidified, like, 
talent wise, like he's been proven, he's proven himself many moons ago. Like he doesn't, he has nothing to prove in Cleveland. He has the potential to be a top 10 receiver. Again. I just don't understand how, so, I mean, I get like back in your quarterback, but like, I don't understand, like to me, like from the outside looking in, not as a Browns fan, like, I just don't understand how you were, you, you, you're just so quick to like, fuck like fuck Odell you know what I'm saying that seems like the general consensus from all Browns fans and they're like yeah I just don't I I, that just doesn't make sense to me on a lesser scale it's like the LeBron thing all over again he left and they were just like fuck this guy I mean yeah and then like and I get Browns fans like having Baker's back because like they really were in the gutter like they were terrible before he got there but like Let's not hype him up like he's a top. Okay, yeah, that's what I, what I want them to understand. These Browns fans to understand that on on paper they should be like a Super Bowl contending team, right? With all the talent they have, like just looking at their roster on paper. But like I don't know if it's coaching. Baker certainly isn't helping the cause. That's all I know. Like Baker is not like taking them to the next level of like being kind of like in a limbo, like wild card team-ish state that they are. That, that's how I see the Browns, at least. They got an AFC championship last year. We all kind of know that was more or less like a fluke. <laughs> I mean, last season was very weird. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Yeah, but like – <laughs> Like Cam Newton was my quarterback last season. That's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what a time. Anyways – yeah, I just I just don't I, I I don't get all this like bake like this Baker and Mayfield fandom. Like <laughs> I, hold on. I'm gonna let's do a quick little exercise here. I'm just looking at the top passing yards leader. I'm gonna list names. You tell me if they're better than Baker Mayfield or not. Because I don't think Baker you think Baker Mayfield's a top ten quarterback? No, I don't think anybody do you, does. I think he's where do you like, think he is? Like eighteen. Eighteen. 18 to like 23 somewhere in there all right well i'm gonna list names and you tell me if you think they're better matthew stafford next question okay tom brady duh Derek carr uh that's close i'd say that's like about dead even okay patrick mahomes duh joe burrow um i'd have to say joe burrow's better than Baker, but that's also a close one. I, I'd have to see I have to see more from Joe Burrow. All right. Uh Herbert. I say yes. Uh yeah, I'd say yeah. Kyler, yes. Yes. Josh Allen. Yeah. Lamar, yeah. Carson Wentz. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean let me look at his numbers. I don't want to. I don't want to sound ridiculous. Twenty one hundred. Pa- Carson Wentz has twenty one hundred passing yards. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging seven yards an attempt. He's got seventeen touchdowns to no, three yes, interceptions. Carson, if I'm reading yes. this correctly. The answer is yes. Yeah, Carson Wentz is actually having a really good season. Yeah, I was about to say the completions downfield aren't there compared to other quarterbacks, but he's being efficient as hell. Yeah. Uh Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, my biasness says yes, but realistically, probably not. I'd say they're closer than Browns fans would like to admit. Uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan right now? 
I mean, I'm, this is what I'm saying, yeah. Matt Ryan right now has 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. The Falcons are four and four, and I don't think it's any fault of Matt Ryan that they're not any better than that. So I'm going to say yes. And consistently in the past years, like, I know they had a slow start this season, but since, like, Matt Ryan's not the modern NFL quarterback, but they have never been bad due to his fault. Like, and from like what I've seen, and I'm a Saints fan who loves to make fun of the Falcons. All right, here's my thing. Would you rather have a quarter a quarterback throwing 15 touchdowns and six interceptions, or would you rather have a quarterback throwing um shoot eight touchdowns and three interceptions? Like last week, Baker Mayfield had six touchdowns going into week eight or nine. I think nine. Like that's and he missed one game with injury, so that's valid. Okay. But one game though, so like you'd mind like in eight games, he's eight touchdowns and three picks. I don't know. I don't know where I put Baker. I guess hearing all these names, like you didn't even say Dak. Like let's. Say, I haven't the- said Dak, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. I haven't said Aaron Rodgers yet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I say from the sounds of it, we kind of have yeah about where you said in the eighteen range because I don't think you said a single name besides like Derek Carr where it was like about there. Joe I think I think Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr is Teddy. pretty valid comparison as far as yeah like what they do for their teams at least not necessarily their style of play. Um, yeah, I think that's reasonable, but yeah, no, I just wanted to, the Baker Mayfield. I think is just kind of put on a pedestal by Browns fans. Like he's really good, and he's just he's he's all right. He's average. Yeah, he's um I didn't want to touch on the my boy Teddy Bridgewater triumphantly doing the people's work and busting the Cowboys ass in Dallas. <laughs> in Dallas, beating him 30 to 16. The game was never in question. They led the entire way. Teddy Bridgewater. Just, I hope I hope you Panther fans all send Teddy Bridgewater a heart, heartfelt, warm, written apology letter to his damn doorstep for all the slander that you threw his way. Sam Donald's been Teddy Bridgewater. I'll never forget that. I, mm, makes me Madness. sick. fucking ads jesus christ yeah no it's madness i can't believe people like I, panthers fans drive me up a wall with that i remember when that trade happened i was just like why and then they were like he's better than Jameis." i was like no <laughs> definitely not um you want to talk about a little college foosball news uh, you know i'm always down to talk a little college foosball uh we had uh quite a few upsets this week uh few undefeateds went down. Michigan State loses to Purdue, which, you know, it's kind of crazy because none of us, like, were you shocked when you saw that? Uh, Yeah, I was. I really wasn't because Purdue – all A, Purdue always is the team that beats that fucking <laughs> – that, like, top five Big Ten team, and they already did it earlier this year with Iowa. 
And now, like, they play Ohio State next week, which is crazy because they could end up beating three top five teams in one year, which I don't think has ever been done, like, in the regular season. Um, But it's just I was, absolutely – I'm not as big of a college football guy as you. I, I Like, to me, as more of a casual college football fan, I'd say, I uh, – I mean, just – Knowing that they beat Michigan in the big house, or no, it wasn't even the big house, but still they beat Michigan. Like they, and then is Michigan get, that good though? To get it, it doesn't matter. They get thrown into the top three. Like I just feel like as a football team, you lock in. Like especially this late in the season. Like yeah, you still got Ohio State and Penn State left on the schedule, but I don't know. I just didn't think Michigan State – I didn't – I'm not surprised that Michigan State lost. I'm just surprised that they lost here. Like, the week after they beat Michigan. Like, that's just like – that's just some It was South the Carolina perfect shit. letdown game because they still had Ohio State, like, on the fucking schedule. Like, it was the perfect letdown game for them. And Purdue is, like, a good enough team to where, like, you cannot sleep on them ever. <laughs> But uh, another undefeated that went down is number nine, Wake Forest, who in a fucking hell of a game, mind you. I don't know if any of you guys watched that. I probably did because it's easily the best game that was on at noon. Uh, uh, Sam Howell leads a great comeback. This game went bananas last year. I remember that. And then we get this 110-plus point slobber knocker with a – I think it was like, was it 14 or 17 point comeback? Ty Chandler, the Tennessee transfer, 22 carries, 213 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Sam Hartman, shout out Charleston, 25 for 51, 398, five touchdowns, two interceptions for Wake Forest. Not his best game, but he definitely balled out when they needed him, even though they lost. Really just didn't have much else going on outside of the passing game. But Sam Howe, 16 for 26, 216 yards, one touchdown. This is a crazy stat. Did you know Sam Howe leads the country in runs of 10 or more yards? Huh. Like, including running backs. That's – Which is just – I mean, knowing Kenneth Walker in the season he's having, that does – that is very – that's not what I expected to hear. I feel like all of his runs are scrambles, though, so it's probably just, like, rips off, like, 10 yards easily just because yeah. people are downfield. Who knows? But that was probably, I'd say, game of the week, my opinion, like, from what I watched, maybe one of the games of the year. That game was insane. But uh, another – obviously, I already touched on LSU Alabama, but I'll talk about it a little more in-depth right here. So – I really didn't have any plans on watching it. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I was not going to. I had a 28-and-a-half point spread. I said, I'm fucking good. Uh, and then I go to my mom's house because I went to go see her because it was her birthday coming up. And she had the game on, and we were winning. And from that point, I was fucking invested. So <laughs> this is going to sound weird. It was vintage LSU, and it's the first time I felt it in a while. Because 2019 was abnormal. I'll say that, obviously. And the last two years are very weird as well. So that was the most vintage LSU game I've had besides the Florida shoe game maybe in a while. And it was funny. But I hated that we lost. We honestly felt like we were the better team that game. And 
He's got the short end of the stick, couldn't convert in the red zone. Hindsight, maybe should kick the field goals, but with how we were playing all night, it was just the aggressive. We've been playing aggressive all night. There's no sense in not, <clears throat> not doing that. But Coach O in his last hurrah gave Bama a scare, which was fun to watch. Another thing I wanted to talk about with college football, uh, Dan Mullen's seat is red hot thanks to uh, the University of South Carolina. Woo! Doing the people's work. Yeah, I was about to say Grant was in the building for that. But uh, oh, they, I was, I was having a shit. I was about to say, you can, you can tell the people about that game, what was yeah. going on there. Dude, Jason Brown, just against all fucking odds. I mean, dude, I was out there tailgating before the game. And I was talking to some of my buddies who know know the foosballs. They know the foosballs. And, I mean, they're, they're telling me what exactly what I expected to hear and exactly what I was saying driving up to the game. Well, we're going to fucking What did lose. I say before you left? When, well, let me finish. Jason Brown is not going to beat Florida. Like, it's just not going to happen. All right. And we had every reason to believe that, and here's why. Luke Doty fucking sucks, and he's supposed to be, like, the best quarterback on our roster. Okay. And, I mean, honestly, that's kind of fair because, like, he – highest recruit coming out of high school, hasn't really played a lot and gotten to prove – I mean, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Other people (laughs) haven't, but I've seen enough. I want no part of Luke Doty on my football team. Um, Next. Next, we have Zeb Nolan, a grad assistant, literally first year of the program, and he's the guy who comes in for Doty and st- uh, when he goes out. Like, I, I just don't – like. and then Jason Brown just out of nowhere, fucking starting versus Florida. Here we go. I'm like, okay. Obviously, my expectations were very low going into it, but, I mean, he proved our entire fan base wrong and, like, hell yeah. Like, it, like I – haven't been to many Carolina games recently. I I did go to one, I think last season and like the atmosphere hasn't been where South Carolina football used to be. If that makes any sense. Like not when Muschamp was there, not at all. It was dead. That's what I'm saying. Like it hasn't been there. Like in comparison to what like Spurrier gave us and shit. Like well, Spurrier breathed life in that program. That was a dead program, so he showed up. Uh, Lou Holtz was the life breather, and he made one bowl game. Let's not get it twisted here. Yeah, but do you know what he inherited? Literally the worst college football team in the country. Literally. We were on like a two-year winless span. No, Lou Holtz is the reason we had life, and then Steve Spurrier brought us above – the top, and then now we're back down to where about where Lou Holtz left us off. Lesser than that, but I mean, y'all are above 500, five and four. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, say lesser than that. I don't know. I was saying whatever Beamer got there. Yeah. Because last uh, year, let's be real, y'all were some shite. No, I think this entire fan base is all in on Beamer, bro. How could you not be? A, yeah. he wants to be there, which no offense to South Carolina. That's for big – like most big coaches, like that's a stepping stone job. Like they're looking for like the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Notre Dames. 
And that's just the reality of life. South so, Carolina football is literally as appealing to coaches as like Kentucky, which is sad. Well, that's, I mean, it's just, they don't have the heritage, like not heritage, it's the wrong way to say it. Like the, the history and the brand, I guess is the best way to say it. Like Alabama is a brand of like for football. So is Ohio state. So is, I mean, see, that's, that's, that's the, that's the part that these coaches don't understand as if, like you were truly a great coach and were capable of like making a team like South Carolina national championship program that th- the fans here would appreciate it probably more than anywhere else in the country. Damn near. I don't know, man. We were pretty lit when we went 15 and now. Yeah. But y'all have seen lie. it before. I'm saying like, we've never seen it before. So like it would be, we'd be over the moon. Y'all wouldn't know how to act. I don't think y'all would know what to do. Absolutely not. I wouldn't know. I don't know about any of these other people. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Uh, but Beamer definitely, just the fact he wants to be there is just a, not a – I won't say a rarity, but it's a big plus, like a huge plus. The fact he wants to build something there instead of just build his own resume. So it'll be interesting to look forward to. Uh, probably the first sign like ray of hope for South Carolina football in at least the last two seasons, if not longer. Longer. I'm about to say, Muschamp got y'all that bowl game. Well, I guess I, uh, well, the ray of hope started when he got beat Michigan. What? You hot, like, no offense. You hired some random guy who never called plays or done anything in Oklahoma to come here. So, cap. Last name's Beamer. That means nothing. No, clearly not. I mean, he was he was in conversation. Like you, you could say that, but like he was literally in conversation to get other jobs, other places too. Oh no, I, I'm shitting on him hard. I'm not. I'm obviously joking here. He's not like unqualified, like I'm saying. But he's definitely was a risky hire, and it seems like he might work out based off this first year. If he I mean, based on out, the money we had, he it was the best option for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh. What else is there to talk about? Who else lost? Did anyone Auburn lost to AM? I didn't see that coming, honestly. That pretty Bo much Nicks is in. back. Yeah, Georgia kicked the shit out of everyone or who's in Missouri this week. Uh also, like who the fuck is the Heisman? Like who's gonna win the Heisman? Do you uh, know? I don't know. I think Kenneth Walker. Maybe. That's who I would guess. I think that's valid, but like I, I mean, know. even with their loss, he still had a good game. 136 yards and a touchdown. Probably the most deserving, but I don't know if he will. Kenny Pickett's the most deserving, if we're being honest, but uh, they don't got the long. resume. Yeah. They haven't had the big wins. Uh I have a written down top six because we the playoff hasn't come out yet, but this is what I think should be the top six. And this is based off not what the fucking playoff rankings have before this week. This is just based off what I've seen. And this is really just because I wanted to, no one really knows. There's Georgia. And then at number two, I put who the fuck knows. But then I realized I had to make an actual like rankings for this. So Georgia one, I have Ohio state two even though they had a struggle win against Nebraska, 
which crazy stat of the day. Did you know Nebraska is one in five in Big Ten play, but has outscored their Big Ten opponents one ninety six to one seventy? Yeah, no, Nebraska's had a bunch of bad, bad beats this season. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for Scott Frost because he's on the hot seat. But you got to look at it and be like, dude, like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, it's crazy, but. I Ohio State there just – I know they lost to Oregon, who we'll get to later. Spoiler. But I just – based off what I've seen there, the clo- only legitimate threat to me in a game against Georgia. So, there's that. At three, I have Alabama. They're just undefeated even though they struggled against us. I don't there's, – there's no reason to take them out of the top four. They won't four, be undefeated have, for long. That's – yeah, I mean, until they play Georgia. Uh, four, I have Cincinnati because people talk about, yeah, they don't have a real impressive win. They've been struggling. Well, Notre Dame was ranked, I think, like eighth or seventh in last week's – or no, I think it was eighth in last week's uh, college football playoff rankings. So, there's your impressive win right there. Alabama doesn't have a top ten win. Uh, Oklahoma doesn't have a top ten win. Georgia doesn't have – well, Georgia beat – Clemson, obviously, when they're top 10, but currently in the top 10, Georgia doesn't have a top 10 win. So what fucking gives? So that's why I have Cincinnati four. Five, I have Oklahoma just due to struggling. They're not in the top four, but they're undefeated. It's hard to keep them out, being honest. And with the losses and Michigan State losing makes Michigan look worse. So in my opinion, Oklahoma should jump them. And then six, I have Oregon because they struggle with Washington, who is just not good. It's not a good football team. So yeah, any thoughts on that? Um, I tend to agree with most of that list. I'd What's probably, your only gripe? I'd probably flip flop Ohio State and Alabama. But other than that, I think you pretty much hit it on the head there. I just think that. When you look at who Ohio State struggled against versus who Alabama struggled against. Alabama struggled against a team that doesn't have a coach. But they won. So did, and so did Ohio State. Wait, who are you referring to? LSU. Oh, y'all have a coach. Your team is all in on, like, Sending Coach O out on a hoorah, man. Did you not see the video of Coach O running out for that Alabama game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ran out of his way to go and run through the Alabama cheerleaders. Yeah, because he's a madman. Yeah, he's a madman. And his players love him. You can't tell me <laughs> they don't have a coach. That's just a lie. What I'm saying is that, like, he's literally, like, Basic, like a dead man walking, as fucked up as it sounds, but like he doesn't have a job, like he's not going to be there next. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, literally. you know, he more than anyone else in this entire planet wanted to be Alabama. You know, I don't that. know, man. I, I did, do. I did really bad. I know Coach O wanted his last fucking game against Alabama to be a W. I know he's more than anyone else on this planet wanted to win that game. Do you know how much that would have pissed Nick Saban off? Exactly. And that's all – like, <laughs> that would make his career. Like, he would – that, that would have been a perfect ending. 
in Tuscaloosa too, just going back there and be like, no, nah, I'll still beat you. If he wins that game, I wouldn't blame him for like if he never coached another game again. Like, nope, that's how I want to end it. Would you, <laughs> would you be mad? No, I think it'd be perfect. You'd be like, yeah, I love it. that guy. Like, god damn it. Like my hero. No, nah, like say what you will about Coach O. Like when this is all said and done, like you're gonna look back and you're gonna be like, God, I, I miss Coach O. I couldn't have been good. Yeah, facts. No, he's – I mean, the personality-wise, when he wasn't out here just being a wild boy, would have been great. But, yeah, nah, you know, I mean, losing it, football games is not going to do you any favors, especially when you lose a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. You're below 500 and all that. So, yeah. But uh, what other uh, – in other news, Nikola Jokic was – Wiling the fuck out tonight. Yeah. Uh, Caught a little body. So, yeah, Nikola Jokic ran up and uh, basically did like, you know, when John Cena like charges up and runs off the ropes and like shoulder dives you. He did that with his seven foot frame and like full run into the back of Markeith Morris. And it's not funny because Markeith Morris is pretty fucked up, but he hit the shit out of Markeith Morris to the point where his head like whipped so hard. It was like out of a cartoon. But no, it was it was a sight to see. I'm sure most of you have seen it by now. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, and there must have been some foul play. I mean, I only saw the clip of the initial what caused it. The, it was a little clip. What I'm getting at here is this must have been like building on throughout the game because like he was fucking pissed, dude. Like, well, I know the Nuggets and the Morris twins themselves have prior beef just with the Clippers and whatnot and the Suns and being all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I know they're uh, and the Lakers, obviously, for that matter. So I know they're not uh, super, super. It just looked like he was, I don't know. It, it looked like that was some pent-up aggression he was letting out. and Probably a little bit more to it than what we saw from the video. Oh, yeah. But that was wild. Steph dropped 50 points. Tennessee beat the Hawks. So, Steph doing Steph things. Um, trying to think. Sorry, it's just late, y'all. So I'm kind of just breezing through some things real quick. <laughs> what else is there to talk about as far as basketball or sports, really? Did I miss anything to do with college football? I feel like I'm missing something big. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I just wanted to say that my Peterman player of the week is Henry Ruggs. And that's all I'm going to say. Boo. Yeah, boo uh, mine's Dan Mullen because he's about to get fucking fired. Bozo, rest in piss. College, college basketball is upon us. Um, next pod we'll have seen some. Co- actually, it starts tomorrow. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, love me some college hoops. And uh, honestly, with all these sports going on now, I think it's uh, almost time for parlay season to get back in. So. Be on the lookout for some more exclusive parlays to drop in the near future here. Yeah, we took some weeks off. But we're back in action. Certainly, certainly.
Um, uh, yeah. Um, other than that, um, we'll get into the week weekend ahead on the next episode. So, I guess we'll leave these good people with a nice EP and send them on their way. What do you say, Mims? Let's do it. You got yours picked out already? Um, I was just going to kind of fucking wing it. Valid. I think that's the beauty of these EPs. You just kind of... The song just speaks to you. I'm looking down my playlist as we speak, and one of them will speak to me, certainly. Um, uh, I got one for sure. Demon High by Lil Uzi. It's a new one. That shit's a banger. It's my number one pick. Uh, I came out... I don't know if it was the night before Halloween or Halloween night, but that shit is just... A solid, great song. Makes you move, wiggle your toes, do the whatnot. It's hard not to. It's a great song. I love me a good uh, song like that, man. Song that would get you pointing that index finger back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I say doing that boogie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Little toe tapping. I love, I love me some songs like that. And uh, another one I got is uh, "Count on Me" by Brockhampton. God, I love Brockhampton. Yeah, I was a little late to the Brockhampton uh, wave. No one fucking told me about them because I'm. Well, you must not follow me on Twitter, man. Well, I did, but like, obviously, not until like this newest album. And I was like, why is everybody acting hype about these motherfuckers? You're like, you don't know who Brockhampton is? I was like, well, now I feel like dumb. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Brockhampton's magnificent music. Make you feel like you're elevating. Um, I mean, now that you got me thinking about the toe-tapping, index-finger-pointing music, I think I'm going to give these people a Bruno Mars song, Finesse. It's a great song. Uh, I think all Bruno's Mars music kind of qualifies into that uh, index-waving, toe-tapping category of music, if you will. I love me some Bruno Mars. You can hate me if oh, you yeah. want. You can call me a, whatever name you will. I don't care. Bruno Mars makes fantastic music. <laughs> um, hmm. Then my second song. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to go The One by Key Glock. Uh, Key Glock just came out with Yellow Tape 2. And I love Key Glock. Uh, the tape was a little bit underwhelming to me. I, I did give the whole thing a spin. Um, I got a couple saves from it, but I don't, it was like you said, underwhelming. A little bit underwhelming just compared to what I'm used to from Glocks. I do love me some key Glock, but uh, the one really spoke to me. And I remember the first spin in the car, I was like, oh. So, yeah, I, I think, I think those are two. Very different, very different songs. Couldn't be more different, but you know that's yeah. that's just what what it what comes with my music. You yeah, I think the only expect. two I saved were "Check This Out" and uh, "Ambition" for like was it "Cash for Ambition." I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs saved off that tape. But like I said, I am a I am a bit of a Key Glock fan. I would say. 
Yeah, I had that say ambition for cash. That's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, no. It was all right. Gotta show my guy Glock some love. Absolutely. Absolutely. But other than that, I think that kind of wraps it up for us. Uh, I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention because I meant to bring it up last pod. Uh, There's a real life John Wick in South Africa that no one's fucking talking about. He's been wiping out gang members in like the Tashwani or Tashwani, Tashani, Tashani, whatever. Some village in fucking South Africa, village town, sorry. Uh, But it's madness. And I just found it scrolling through the interwebs. And I just thought I should share that because that is just fucking insane. Like, do you not agree that? Am I just crazy for thinking that's madness? No, that's pretty crazy. And uh, I would also like to bring to the attention of the people that uh, during the Saints-Falcons game last Sunday, uh, Saints lost. Um, my boy, Young-Hoi Kwu, made NFL history memes. Do you know what he did? What did he do? He kicked three successful onside kicks in one game against the Saints on Sunday. I didn't even realize that when the game was going on, but that makes me sick. I know he got a couple. I remember seeing that, but I did not realize he got fucking three. I believe, yeah. No, you're right. I remember seeing that now that you mentioned it, but yeah, no. That's disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. That is a great way. Oh, no, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. When I read this, it was it was last year. It was last year's Saints game. I was about to say I didn't. It know wasn't. That. It wasn't this week. Okay, they they were just posting in homage of the great performance he had last last season. I see. Okay, well that's still nonetheless fucking crazy that that even happened at all. This season or last, but shouts out, shouts out, Young Koi Koo. No, how about not? You're the only Young Hoi Koof hater I've ever met, but that's fine. You can carry on. Young Ho not cool whenever he's playing the Saints. Mm, I beg to differ, but agree to disagree, I guess. All right. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the exclusive pod YT. Not the. It's at, you know, the at symbol, E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E, pod, Y-T. And then YouTube, uh, exclusive podcast. And, uh, yeah. But once you're on our Instagram or Twitter, you can basically find everything else you need in the link in the link in the, the bio. But yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I hope you enjoyed the pod if you made it this far. Um, we'll be back this week with another one. And we'll be hopefully I think we're I think we might just have to give the people an exclusive parlay. Yeah, I think it's gonna have to happen. We might, you know, sprinkle a little bit of everything in there with basketball going on. Yeah, so we're uh, be on football, the lookout for college that basketball as well. 
Yeah, yeah. We might be we might post some pics on the old Twitter machine. Who knows? You guys, you know, fucking follow us and give us, you know, <laughs> some people to tweet to. We will yeah. we will oblige. We would appreciate that. But yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, I will say farewell now and I'll let Mims get the last goodbye of this year episode, episode eleven. Uh, yeah, Kamara Usman beat Colby Covington, so fuck him. That was awesome. And, uh, yeah, y'all have a great week. Deuces.